Welcome to Born to Thrive, Going Deeper with God. Together, we will journey into the heart of God as revealed in His Word. Discover why we were created for more. Hello, and welcome to Going Deeper with God. I appreciate you joining me on this journey of just understanding what it means to really be a follower of Jesus Christ and to take his word seriously and walk in in his plumb line of truth. No mixture, nothing added, just his pure and holy word. And so last time we talked about idolatry and how it is prevalent in the church and also talked about John 17, uh, 21 through 24, where Jesus prayed for unity in the church. For today's church, he said, not only the disciples who are with him now, but for those who will believe through their word. And that is all of us today. God's desire is that we would walk in unity and in love. That is the gospel. Oftentimes we create uh, additions to the gospel. So it's God and God and my comfort, God and my rights, God and and just the list goes on and on. But God has a plumb line of truth that we are all called to fall into. I don't want this to sound like um, this podcast is really about being legalistic or uh, being rigid. It has nothing to do with that. This is all about falling in love with Jesus. That is what this is really all about. And Jesus is holy and there's no one like him. God himself is holy and there is no one like our God. That means us too. So the desire or the goal is that we become more like him. But instead, we try to create God after our own image. That's where the mixture comes into the foundation of the truth. And when there's mixture, you no longer have truth. What I see happening often is that we have created our own little idols in our hearts and we have tried to manipulate scripture so that we don't have to necessarily walk in love with everyone. We don't necessarily have to be unified with those over there. After all, you know, they believe this or they believe that. But that's not really what God intends for us. That is not God's plan. If we all believe the word of God is the word of God, we believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. We believe that he was born of a virgin and that he died on a cross for the sins of the world and that we are saved through Jesus Christ and his blood alone. It is by it is not by works, lest any man should boast, the word of God says. And that by his blood, we are made new creations in Christ Jesus. And we all await the return of our Savior. If we believe the foundational truths of Scripture, then we're believers. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. But we have many different denominations. I'm not saying denominations are bad. I'm just saying that God only has one church. And so how we see ourselves is not how God sees us. We may say, well, I'm a conservative. I am a Catholic. I am Pentecostal. 
I am Lutheran. And we can go through the whole list, you know. We have, you know, black churches, white churches, Asian churches, Hispanic churches, and God only has one church. And all of us are a beautiful part of his body. It is time for us, though we may worship in different places, it is time for us to align our thinking with God's thinking. It is time for us to see ourselves as part of a whole instead of being the whole shebang ourselves. We stay in our isolated camps and we act like we are, you know, we are full of all that God has, I already know about. And that's not true. God says we see in part and we prophesy in part and we need our brothers and sisters. So that's kind of a summary of what we talked about the last time regarding idolatry. But I want to talk about the dangers of idolatry. Our idolatry, and again, defined as anything that has the same type of affection in your heart as God does. And you can tell that whether or not you have an idol, if there's something in scripture that you don't quite want to obey and you don't plan to obey. (laughs) Because the Bible is very clear. If you love me, Jesus says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. So if we're not willing to love our brothers and sisters, I'm talking about love because it's the main thing. If we don't want to love that person because of how they look or where they live or what culture they are from, how they vote, then we're in sin. If you say, we are a unified church and you're talking about the place where you go to worship, that is not unity. That's uniformity. It's not unity, right? Unity is when you are unified with every believer in your heart, you see that that is my brother, my sister, and I need them. I need them and they need me. When you begin to see yourself literally as a body, you know, the arm can't say to the leg, I have no need of you, it says in First First Corinthians, right? So if we don't see ourselves as needing one another, then we're deceived. It's deception and it's idolatry. One of the things I found really interesting is that in Zephaniah 10.2, it says that your idols actually speak to you. So if you get comfortable with your idol and you're not willing to really do it the way God tells you to do it, if you're like, you know, I'm a good person, I pay my tithes, you know, I've got a great life and, and I, even, I even give to the poor. That's all I need to do. I don't need to go that far. I don't need to literally seek to be unified with believers who who are different than I am. If you have that mindset, then you're listening to the voice of your idol. It says in Zephaniah chapter 10 too, it says, For the idols speak delusions. The diviners envision lies and tell false dreams. In Zephaniah 10, 2, it says that. There are several scriptures in the Old Testament that talks about how your idols actually have a voice. And oftentimes, if you are so set in your ways of rebelling against God's call to love and unity, you will hear your idol 
justifying your behavior, and that is dangerous. We saw that happening um, during the 2020 fiasco that we went through with COVID and all of the racial unrest and the political, you know, bashing. I literally heard believers, believers saying, I'm cursing, I'm calling a curse on this political group. What? (laughs) Couldn't believe the craziness. I heard so much slander and just some of the most horrific things being said from quote unquote believers to other believers that it just made me sick. If I felt grieved and I'm human and I had my own emotions at the time, imagine the heart of God that we, through our division and our um, being so set on uh, taking a stand of division, we've chosen an idol over him. And let me say that again. When we are set on our division, that's not based on scripture. It's clearly based on your opinions or your comfort or your whatever it is. When it's not based on scripture, you've chosen your idol, whatever that is, over Jesus. Imagine, imagine how that grieves the Holy Spirit. There is another thing that I want to bring up as a warning. I believe that God wants us to acknowledge what I saw happening in 2020, and I still see it happening, is that we will say, thus saith the Lord, or God said this, or God feels this way when he hasn't spoken. It's not even God because it doesn't even line up with scripture. So if someone says God said this and you have no scriptural foundation for what they've said and what they've said isn't biblical and it is divisive, I'm not even saying whether it's good or bad. It could be just neutral, but it's divisive if it's not scripture because God's word will unify true believers. But if you say God said something, you are breaking I think it's the second commandment, not to use the name of the Lord in vain. You know, oftentimes we say using God's name is vain is when you're using profanity and you say God in it. And I'm not saying that that is not using his name in vain. However, it is horrific and it is using God's name in vain when you say God said this and he never said it. It's not even biblical and it's divisive and it's for your own personal gain. And we see that happening and it is time, it is beyond time to acknowledge it, to repent of it and to stop it and to stop it and to say, Father, forgive us. What are we doing? We've grieved your heart. Going deeper with God is really about having It's a call. It is a call to every believer to have genuine love for Jesus. And how do we do that? We love Jesus when we desire to please him 
and not to grieve him. We have gotten to the point in our Christianity, quote unquote Christianity, that we don't even think about that. We just have the illusion or the delusion that somehow God is like we are. You know, if I want to curse all of the Democrats, I'm going to curse the Democrats. If I'm going to curse all the Republicans, I'm going to curse all the Republicans. Oh, they I don't need to worry about helping them over there. They probably just didn't work hard enough. We have all of this stuff uh, that we've added to our faith to justify our sin. And also it reveals how how far we've come from the truth of the gospel. I honestly believe that God intends that all churches come together, at least their leaders come together and pray and seek God for direction. We need that right now in our country. We need to see pastors from different different sects, different denominations, different ethnicities, different parts of the city coming together and asking for guidance in all humility, saying, God, show us the right way to go. Our our country's in a mess. Our world is in a mess. And we need you. We need to be able to lay down our pride and say, I don't have the answers, but together we can seek God. And that's exactly what they did in the New Testament. When there was something, an issue, and they did not know what to do, they would come together and they would seek the answer from Holy Spirit and Holy Spirit would speak and then they would know what to do. But we have replaced seeking guidance from the Holy Spirit with our plans, our programs, our, you know, our ideas. They made, they're not saying they're bad. They're just, they just aren't God, you know? And I believe that God wants us, he, he desires to work together with us, but we can't lead ourselves. We need him to lead us. We need the guidance of the Holy Spirit, especially now in this hour. I want to talk again about loving Jesus with all that you are. As a counselor, I have found that there is one thing that literally brings genuine healing to the hearts of people, and that is when they encounter the love of Jesus. As ambassadors of Jesus Christ, as his body, we are representatives of him. When people see us, not that we're perfect. Jesus is perfect. We're in that process, right? But humility is that piece that we need. But when people see us, then they should say, wow, I want what they have. What? And when we say, no, Jesus loves you. And they say, but you know, I'm a mess. You know where I'm at. We can say his holiness makes us holy when we accept him as our savior. None of us are good enough. We can walk in all humility and share this love with people that in society have been rejected. There's so much work to be done right now. And now is the time to be able to say, 
I've been out of alignment with God. I've done it the wrong way. And now I want to make it right. I want to not listen to the voice of my idol speaking to me, justifying the fact that I'm not following scripture in this area of my life. And we need to cast them down. I believe that now God is casting down and exposing idolatry in the church. And we are seeing a shaking happening right now, even in leadership and throughout. And um, we have to hear the cry and the voice of Holy Spirit as he beckons us to fall in love with Jesus, which means that we fall in line with his word and we yoke ourselves together. I don't care where, you know, people live or what they look like. We are literally one. And if we say that we love Jesus, then that means that we have to love our brother. And if we, if you say that you hate your brother, the Bible says that you are a liar if you say that you love Jesus. Be like me. I've got three boys. I adore them, right? If somebody says, I hate your boys, but I love you, I would say, you don't love me if you don't love my kids. Imagine a perfect God and people saying, I don't like your kids. And we think that's okay. All right. (laughs) That's idolatry. But I believe that God's calling us up. And I don't believe we have any time left. This is the hour. And if we don't get it right and we don't obey his word, we will see the consequences of it. And so in all humility, because I'm checking my heart too, in all humility, I am urging each and every one of us to go before the Lord and to repent and to say, God, search my heart. God, help me to walk in love. Help me to pursue love. Help me to to give it all to you and not hold anything back that your name be glorified in this hour. All right, I'll see you next time. Thank you. If you are struggling in life, you are not alone. We have a Christ-centered mental health team ready to walk with you down the path of healing. To find out more, there is a link in the show notes. Consider becoming a financial partner with Building Bridges Ministries. The link can be found in the show notes. Together, we will multiply kingdom impact. You are the water. My well is dry I need you in my life I'm thirsty Send my well